Welcome to Pathway Church Online. We're honored you tuned in today. It's our purpose to help each person believe in Jesus, belong to a church family, become a fully devoted follower of Christ, and build God's kingdom. We believe today's message will help you do just that. It will change your life if you listen and apply it. For more information about Pathway Church, please visit www.pathwaychurchok.com. Now, let's go together and hear today's message. From this day forward, today we get to start a four-week series on relationships called From This Day Forward. This series is all about what? relationships. We're going to have some fun moments. We're going to have some serious moments. We're going to have what I believe is really going to be some life-altering relationship moments that are going to propel you forward to have the best February you've ever had. When we look at relationships, we want to go back to what is referred to in the Bible, the law of the first mention. We talked about this several weeks ago. And when you want to find the truest form of any meaning for a particular subject, you go back in the Bible where it is first mentioned and you build your study from there. So who do you think we're going to go back and look at? Adam. And... Eve, there we go. Okay, so they were the first two people in the Bible that had a relationship with each other. And at the time that they were in relationship with each other, there was no religion, there was no politics, there was no Facebook, there was no social media. Life on earth was a very good place. And the Bible actually says that the relationship that they had with each other and they had a relationship with God and in both relationships they were delighted to be with each other. Can you say that about your spouse? <laughs> I am delighted to be with my boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, best friend, yearning, whatever. I am delighted to be in that relationship. Or let's say it about God. Are you delighted in your relationship with God? As we kick off this series from this day forward, there's not a better place to start than to solidify your relationship with God. In this relationship, all other relationships are founded. Your marriage relationship, your relationship with your friends, with your coworkers, all relationships that you have can be founded and grounded in this one relationship if this one relationship is right. The fact is, Adam and Eve were made to live in God's presence continually. You were made to live in God's presence continually. But we all know what happened. Sin came, entered the world, entered into everything, and then all things begin to get messed up. Relationships begin to get messed up. Before sin came, the Bible actually says that Adam and Eve were friends with God. And then once sin entered the earth in the capacity of what it did, the relationship that God asked for, that cre he created us for, began to change. And what you would think that you would go through all the people of the Old Testament and God would be friends with each and every one of them. But it wasn't the case. In all reality, very few people in the Old Testament God became friends with. You have 
Abraham, you have Moses, you have Job, just a few of the people of the Old Testament were known as friends of God. Why is that? Because sin entered into a relationship, and once sin entered the relationship, there had to be a form of godliness to get the person back to a relationship with God. I want to explain that in a minute. Most people in the Old Testament didn't have a relationship with God. In fact, the priests of the day, they would often spend a week or even a month to prepare their bodies, to prepare their lives, to go into the tabernacle of the Holy of Holies just to be in the presence of God. Then in the New Testament, all of that changed. And we know, we, we know what happened. God sent Jesus to pay the price to redeem us from the curse of sin. At this time in the tabernacle, there was a veil. And this veil was this thick curtain. And the curtain was there to uh, separate man from the holy presence of God. And when Jesus came and died on the cross, that veil literally was torn in two, signifying that you no longer were having to be separated from God in relationship, but you had fluent access to a relationship with God. You were going back to the way that God originally designed the earth to be in relationship with Him, and now sin no longer had to separate you from from the relationship that God wanted to have with you. In your notes, let's look at this first verse. Romans 5.10 For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more now, I put that in bold, that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. Notice how it's said now. That is implying that they didn't get to have this relationship with God in the Old Testament. This is a new thing that's just now here. So John 15 says, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you, what? Friends, that, I may, that uh, all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. The word friends here is not just a casual meaning of how you and I would think that you and I are friends. In the Greek, the word actually means a deep comrade. And there's two expressions of this phrasing in the Greek. The first is a, uh, a best man at a wedding. Someone who is very close to you is kind of is kind of your your inside brother, your 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 comrade. <laughs> the the second expression of that is a inner circle, and the picture that it has is uh, described in a royal court, uh, like with kings and and queens and things of that nature. And in this picture, there is actually certain distances you have to stay away from a king or a queen. You just can't walk up to the king and be like, hey, my name's Taylor. I want to talk to you, be your friend. It doesn't work that way. There are protocols that you have to follow when you get in the presence of, of royalty, you know? You can't wear hats. There are certain things you can and cannot do when you're in their presence. That is the type of relationship that God is talking about here, the deep comrade. But here is the difference between the protocols of the king and where you're at. You ready for this? Whenever you are in relationship with the king or queen, 
you are privileged to be in close contact. When you are in right relationship, if, if you're just a bystander showing up, you don't have that privilege. But if you're a friend of the king, if you're a friend of the queen, you have the, the right to be in a privileged close contact with that person, but you also have the privileged knowledge of information that only you and they have. No one else has. So let's dive into what friendship looks like a little bit more. In Exodus 14, it says, For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. God is jealous over you. He wants you to put him first. He doesn't want you to put things in front of him. Hosea 6 says, For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. What we have in this story of Hosea is God was telling the people of Israel, I want you to be in right relationship with me because at this time God was hurt by them. Their relationship with God was lukewarm. And what we would refer to that as the people brought uh, false lips to God. You know what false lips are? You say something with your mouth, but you don't mean it with your heart. They were coming to God saying, God, I love you. God, you're the greatest. It was false lips, not a heart connection saying, God, I mean it. I love you with every fiber of my being. And God is sitting here telling these people, hey, I, I want you to be in relationship with me. I want you to be in my inner circle. I want to share information with you. I want us to be deep comrades. When Adrienne gets home with the kids from school, I try to be home almost every day when they get there. What do I do when they get in the school, when they get home? How was your day? What did you eat for lunch? What did you do for recess? What did you learn about today? I ask question after question after question because I am in deep comrade with them. I want to be a part of their lives. I want them to be a part of my life. Because of my relationship with them, I ask them things. I do things that pertain to them, not only just me. And if we want to have the proper relationship with God, there are some areas we need to look at to help us get in right relationship with God. You want to do this? Okay. I'm not excited yet, so we're going to get there here in a minute. Um, we're, going to, we're going to look at four ways to develop your relationship with God. Number one, write down, make knowing God my number one priority. Make knowing God my number one priority. You will never become a friend of God in your spare time. What if I told uh, Matthew, hey, go out and, and mow the yard. Go out and watch TV on your own. Go out and play with yourself and do whatever you want. Go play with your sister. Leave me alone. Um, would he go do it? Yeah, he, he, he's an obedient kid. He's going to do that. But who's the one who missed out in that situation? Me. But at 10 o'clock at night when Adrian's trying to get Matthew in bed and Matthew yells, Dad, will you come play Lincoln Logs with me? You bet. Let's go play. And we go and we build these towers, we build these stables, and he just begins to talk. He will talk your ears off. He just talk, 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 talk. And you know what happens during those times? Our hearts are bonding more than you ever could imagine. Because I took the focus on what I wanted him to do and put the focus on what he wanted to do. And that was he wanted to build a relationship with me. And I wanted to do that with him. But I had to get myself out of the way and get to where he was so where he could connect with me. 
You see where I'm going with this? If, if you come to Jesus only on your terms, you miss out. Yes, he is still your Lord. Yes, Matthew is still my son. But we miss out on the advantage of the relationship when I put my desires before his desire. Jer Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That is a powerful statement. But let me throw it back at you for a minute. If you're seeking God and not finding him, why do you think that is? Look at the verse. It tells you, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with some of your heart. With just a little bit of your heart. No, no, no. It says, when you seek me with all of your heart. So the question I want to ask you, are you finding God? When you're seeking God, are you finding him? Or are you doing what the people of the Israelites did and you were just giving false lips to God? Hmm. Abigail, um, Abigail has her way with me and she has her way with her papa and she has her way with her Lenny and she can come to any of the three of us. Adrian, not so much. Adrian, she, she'll whap the lips. And she'll, she'll, but she'll, yeah, she's a teacher. She'll put you in your place. And Abigail will come to me like, Dad, can I have that? I'm like, no, you can't have that. And then she comes over to me and hugs me, tells me how great I am, tells me I'm the best dad she's ever had, tells me that all these things. And then she says, Dad, can I have that piece of candy now? You bet you can have that piece of candy. She, you can have three of those pieces of candy. And you can go, let's, let's go get something from Target too. You know, like <laughs> something changes when I see her heart in the situation. When God begins to see your heart in the situation, you will either cause God to move in your favor or cause God to just stay there and do nothing. Where's your heart in the relationship? Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.